Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke. All one word. Come mess around with me. So LeBron got a talking to from his team or the NBA because he went to a party about some sort of tequila party, so, you know, uh, advertising some sort of tequila and whatever. Somehow, something, something, because of COVID, uh, you shouldn't have been at this party. But the interesting part about it was in the article they mentioned that LeBron refuses to say whether or not he has had the vaccine. So I don't know if he has or not or how he feels about vaccines, but it's kind of a shame. I think he has like something like 70,000 Twitter followers. He's one of the he's one of the big dogs on Twitter. And so maybe, you know, he could have uh you know, he uses his Twitter I'm sure for other things, but to uh, you know, push for social social justice for black people. And maybe you know, to try and increase the well-being of black people. So, you know, if he if he said that the vaccine was great and he got it, uh, you know, that's probably, like, there's, there's very few people in the entire world who could say, I got the vaccine and influence other people to get the vaccine. Like here, I'm telling you right now, I got the vaccine, right? That doesn't change your mind at all. <laughs> but anyways, LeBron has not used his power to uh, influence people like that. And, you know, and it might be because he doesn't believe in them, vaccines. He does make lots of comments about police and black people like uh there was the micaiah bryant one where the cop was obviously justified and uh lebron did a quick tweet saying you're next with a picture of the cop and then he took it down because you know no one saw no one had seen the video they just heard that a cop shot a black girl and uh lebron's like you're next buddy and then he took it down because he was in the wrong and he also does tweets like he's afraid to walk out his door you know, he's like, as a black man, I'm afraid to walk out my door. I'm afraid I'm going to get shot, which is obviously ridiculous. No one is shooting LeBron James. I don't know what, you know, I don't know where his door is, but it's going to be the richest part of the entire planet. And the cops there know, hey, every single one of these houses is full of celebrities. Uh, don't shoot them. So anyways, he just, uh, I think he does non-constructive hyperbolic tweets. And then when he has a chance to do a constructive tweet, he doesn't take it. That makes me think of there's a non-constructive thing that people say in this situation, which is shut up and dribble. Uh, I don't think people should say that. That's not good. You know, maybe there's certain things that uh, people shouldn't talk about, you know, if they're not knowledgeable, like, you know, maybe medical stuff, you know, if you're not a doctor, you shouldn't talk about whatever, or if you're not a physicist, you shouldn't talk about whether or not dark, dark matter is a hoax. But I think within reason, everyone should be able to say whatever they want to say. Actually, it makes me think, you know, like social media, like YouTube, there's doctors who've gone on there and said stuff about COVID that, uh, I guess, contradicts or, you know, isn't 100% supportive or whatever the, uh, whatever the, the narrative that's being pushed is. And, uh, like, those doctors get the boot, so... Just being a doctor doesn't mean you can talk about medical stuff all the time. Sometimes, you know, you could you could wake up a homeless person in the middle of the night, and if he said, wear your mask, well, he can say that. He's an expert. And then, you know, if there's someone, if there's some doctor who's like, you know, I'm not sure if they work when you're outdoors, they're like, oh, kick him off of Facebook. I'm trying to imagine what it would take for LeBron James to get shot by a cop.
you know, now everyone in the neighborhood that he lives in is worth at least $10 million because I'm sure every house in that neighborhood is worth $10 million. So I can't imagine anything that would happen in that neighborhood where a cop would shoot him. But, you know, like, let's let's say LeBron James almost wanted to get himself shot. You know, like, say he went to the worst ghetto in L.A. and was, like, speeding, you know, to the point to get a cop, cop to pull him over. I mean, as soon as the cop saw him, <laughs> whatever, there'd be no chance of him getting shot. You know, let's say even if he was going 150... And so that's, you know, that's, uh, that takes it from a speeding ticket to, uh, whatever, a mildly, whatever, a, a heavier duty crime where they got to take you in. And then he resists arrest. Even then, they're not going to shoot him. Now, this is some hyper, hyperbole on my part, but like, he'd almost have to have a gun and be shooting at the cops, and they would have to not know who it was. Like, if they rolled up and they saw LeBron James, have a gun and he started shooting at the cops the cops would probably be like huh what did we do wrong we must be in the wrong we should get out of here because you know lebron james doesn't make mistakes like that so we need to get out of here so lebron would have to be like maybe maybe get a van or something with tinted windows so the cops can't see into it and then when he shoots at them they don't know they're shooting lebron james and then they shoot and kill him so speaking of uh shootings let's talk about the term assault weapon so there's a debate around this um you know if you want to tighten gun restrictions you're gonna be on one side of this and uh, if you want to keep gun restrictions the same or loosen them you're going to be on the other side but basically the term assault weapon is a made-up term to confuse the american public and get them to support more gun restrictions now, you know, maybe I'll cover this in this podcast or not, but uh, I ain't saying that more gun restrictions is wrong. I ain't saying that more gun restrictions is right. I'm just telling you what happened with the term assault weapon. So there's a term called assault rifle. And, uh, like, for instance, uh, you know, a famous assault rifle is an M16. And what that means is that it is a select fire rifle. Now, a select-fire rifle has a little lever kind of knob thing on it, and it has three positions that you can select. That's why it's called select-fire. And you can choose, uh, every time you pull the trigger, you can have either one bullet come out, three bullets come out, or bullets come out until you're out of bullets. And they were made that way for war, obviously, for killing people in war. So if you're low on ammo, or maybe you're just like 20 feet away from the people that you're trying to kill, well, then you just have it on one shot, you know? It's like, we can obviously, you can obviously see why you would keep it on one shot if you're low on ammo, and then you just aim real carefully for every shot. But, uh, you know, just imagine some atrocity in Vietnam where you're killing villagers. You don't need it to be on machine gun. You just go grandma, grandson, one shot, one shot. To put it bluntly. And then the next one is uh, three shots. Now, I don't know why they didn't choose two or four. I guess, you know, whatever. I guess they tried out different numbers and they found that three is the right amount. So, you know, so maybe this time, you know, in this case, maybe you're in Vietnam again, but you're fighting the enemy. And this could be going either direction, too. This could be Viet Cong versus American or vice versa. 
but basically you want to make sure that you kill your opponent you know you don't want them to shoot back at you so you know you're not that great a shot or maybe it's a long distance or whatever so you know you think you can get them with one but you might just wing them so hey let's just throw three downrange and hopefully one of those three hits a vital spot and then you got full auto you know machine gun and whatever you've seen in the movies what that's useful for so since I think 1984, um, machine guns have been, they're not illegal, but they've been restricted since uh, whatever the law is from 84. And what happened is, is before 1984, you could own a machine gun, you know, maybe uh, you collect World War II guns or whatever, and you know, you bought a World War machine gun, you know, from the German side or the British side, doesn't matter. It's all good. It was totally legal. But in 1984, they said, you can keep the machine guns that you have, but you can't have no more. So they made a thing where you got to have paperwork for your machine guns. Um, I think you register it with the ATF, the alcohol, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, whatever that is, Department of the Federal Government. And so if you had a machine gun from 19, from, you know, if you, if you had one in 1984, well, you just... You went out, you registered the gun, you know, maybe by the serial number, I guess, and you got a piece of paperwork, you paid some money, and you got a piece of paperwork, and now that's a legal machine gun in the United States of America. But from that day forward, you cannot register any more guns, any more machine guns. So, you know, you can't get a $150 AK-47 full auto, you know, select fire from the Ukraine in 1985 and own it if you do that you are breaking major federal laws you know we're talking prison time to own a machine gun that doesn't have the paperwork to go with it and i will say i thought it'd be cool to own a machine gun so about i don't know what they're going for now i'm sure they're through the roof but about uh, seven years ago i uh, looked up the cheapest machine gun you could buy like i was thinking about buying one because i knew i mean they're basically what they are is they're collector's items it's not that they're a machine gun, it's that they're a gun that has this paperwork that goes with them. Like, the paperwork is what's amazing. Because you can take a, you could buy an AR and do some modifications and make it full auto. But all you've done is just made yourself a big legal problem, not make yourself a cool gun. But anyway, seven years ago, I think it was the, so I think the cheapest gun back then was a Mac 10 and it was like seven grand. I think an AK was like 30 grand and an M16 was, I don't know, 40 or 50 grand. And I'm sure they've all doubled or tripled in value today. I should have bought, I should have bought all of those, although I didn't probably have the money. Okay, so back to the point. So we know what a machine gun is. Now you know what a select fire is. Like machine guns really are select fire unless it's like an old school Tommy gun or something. And those are called assault rifles. You know, an M16 is an assault rifle. That's a technical term. The military uses it, uh, whoever. That's an assault rifle. And people have heard that term. And so, like maybe they started using it in the 80s to, to you know, to gaslit people. Gaslit means to make people uh, not believe their own, not believe what they think they believe. Anyways, so in the 80s they started using the assault weapons term. But the famous thing it's from is that there was a federal 1994 assault weapons ban. Now, they could have called it a variety of things, but they called it assault weapon 
Because most people who, are, who hear assault weapon, what they think is assault rifle. So an assault rifle is a gun that has a setting. One of the settings that it has is full auto, machine gun. Now an assault weapon doesn't have those settings. It doesn't have three bullets at a time. It doesn't have um, machine gun. So let's take the AR-15. This is the uh, civilian version of the M16. I mean, you know, AR-15s are very famous. So an AR-15 is not an assault weapon unless you do something to it. And, and no, I don't mean make it a machine gun. So the things you can do to, we're just going to use AR-15 as an example. The things you can do to an AR-15 to make it fit under the made-up category of assault weapon is uh, you can put like a, basically like you change the stock or you uh, maybe put a bayonet on it or basically a bunch of cosmetic things. Nothing that changes, you know, nothing that turns it into a machine gun. But if you make it look a different way, that's what makes an assault weapon. I think what they said is like, you know, they, they gave you a list, a list of things. And it's like, if you do two of these things or maybe three of these things, now what you have is an assault weapon. And these things are, uh, I will say they will, you know, a, a non-gun person, if they look at a gun with these things on them, it makes the gun look more scary. You know, and if you, if you like guns, or if you like video games, you're going to say, boy, that makes the gun look more badass. Alright, I'm trying to think of some of the things that are that, uh, that do this. Pistol grip is one of them. So, you know, your old grandpa's rifle does not have a pistol grip. That allows you to grab the trigger part like it was a pistol shape. Maybe a folding stock is in there, you know, not just a, you know, your old grandpa's wooden deer gun. No, like it has a cool looking, in quotes, cool looking folding stock. Like a handle on the top so you can carry it a little easier. Whatever, you get the idea. It's just uh, things that don't change the functionality of the gun, but uh, make it look cooler or make it look more scary. And so that assault weapons ban, I think it ran out after 20 years, so maybe 24, I don't know, 10, 20 years, so either 2004 or 2014. But anyways, what it is is that it is useful, and dude, you'll see this. You will see this. You read articles about guns, and you'll see, you know, you know, New York Times writers, you know, people people have been writing articles for the top papers in the world for 30 years, and they will think that assault weapons are machine guns. And so, basically, they call them assault weapons because it's easier to convince people to ban machine guns, because people are like, why would anyone ever need a machine gun? And the answer is, well, because they're fun for target practice. That's the real answer. The real answer, why do you need a machine gun? Because that's the funnest thing you can do at Target practice ever. But anyway, so they just, on purpose, they confuse people to get people to go over to their side. Whatever. I think I'll leave things there. At some point I'll tell I'll do a podcast about my opinion on uh, gun control. Um, I mean, I, you know, I always say what I think is right. Um, so, what I have, you know, my feelings on that are interesting. Because it pisses off people who love guns, and it pisses off people that hate guns.